I'm a true champion. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the State of Wrestling Address. Normally, every week we discuss wrestling news, but for the last two weeks I was too busy, so stop messaging me, moaning about where your reviews are, Lee. Um, so, I'm Aaron Nix, the Egyptian Death Machine, King of Shit Shithousery, Master of Piss Artistry, uh, Commentator, Videographer, Wrestler, Referee, MC, the Five Tool Player of Professional Wrestling. However, I need somebody to talk to about wrestling, somebody who isn't too much of a diehard AEW mark. Unfortunately, none of those were available. So, we have a brand new co-host from the glorious world of Ascension Championship Wrestling. You might recognize him as the dastardly, dastardly man who sided with Ollie Blake at the last ACW show. He is, of course, MC and general great shithousery master of speaking that is Adam Wessex. Hello! Thank you very much for bringing me on, Nix. And uh, I'm not dastardly at all. I'm just merely doing what's best for business. Yeah, all right, Triple H, chill out. Um, <laughs> all right, so luckily for me, Adam is very good at talking, unlike a lot of the reprobates. By the way, still no idea where Carl Wilkinson is. We assume dead in Pussy Lake, which is geographically and statistically correct and actually a place that exists in Canada. Um, that'll be the only Pussy Lake he'll ever drown in. And as far as Cameron Anderson goes, he's a dirty little stop out. Frankie T's too boring to do the podcast. And who else? I can't remember who else was on this podcast. I'm sure there are other people that saw. Oh, yeah, Tanvi. He's currently in Cape Verde, which actually is named after him. So, Adam Lee, um, not really much news that I really care about, if I'm being honest. So, we'll start with why do you like AEW so much? So, uh, firstly, I am a wrestling fan. I like more than just AEW. Again, so the question has to be re-asked. Why do you like AEW so much? I actually think AEW have some incredible talent. Um, you know, take one of the things we were talking about fairly recently, uh, Darby Allen, uh, Ricky Starks, absolutely incredible. Uh, Makai Bax coming back. Um, MGF, I think, is one of the best heels we've ever seen. Um, Jericho is still a legend. Not as good as Adam Wessex, though, is he? Oh, no, no. But, you know... MGF can learn a few things from me, but we'll see how he does. Um, I, I think AEW has some absolutely uh, great talent. Uh, they've had some really good storylines. Um, and not only that, I think... Have having... they? They have, yeah. What, what's the best uh, storyline in AEW? Well, so like, they take take one of the things I think AEW does very differently than WWE is AEW is quite happy to do storylines over a lot longer period. Um, so well, you know, when you say a... longer period, I think what happens is they do a storyline, but then they don't actually do anything for it for about a year, and then just have a payoff match. So recently, it has become so so yeah but i was gonna say like hangman um hangman page uh and kenny omega that was amazing like we take the first really? year especially oh, it was really? so good how can it you not like fucking it? trash <laughs> oh and the, when they actually had the tag match as well and you thought they were going to turn on each other and they didn't and that type of thing absolutely excited me it's one of the things that made me go away from wwe a long time ago and start looking at other places um and you know it's one of the things that aw really good uh i I think AEW has been causing some problems. They they now have a very bloated roster, um, and we're seeing that by its impact in the storylines. Uh, you know, ultimately you can't progress a storyline if each person gets to go on one show once uh, every couple of every couple of weeks. So it's not going to happen. You need to have that consistent airtime, and they're struggling with that more and more. Um, uh, I think some of the things they're looking to do are can be really interesting as well. And most importantly, I think. 
AEW is the closest WWE have had to a serious contender in a long time, and it makes WWE up their game. And the more people we have, you know, I, I'd like some Impact stuff too, but realistically, um, Impact is WWE, better than AEW. Um, I think both of them have their if ups you, and downs. If you, if people genuinely watch Impact every week, it's better than AEW. It has better storylines, even has better wrestling. I will be honest. I haven't seen uh, Impact every week. Uh, I also haven't seen Nobody has. Power every week, uh, month. Uh, but um, uh, I did try and watch like a fairly broad base of wrestling. But AEW is my my go to. It's what I'm what I do keep most up to date with. Cool. So uh, all bad opinions aside, you should have <laughs> plenty of comments on uh, professional wrestling. So let's start with the fact that Jeff Jarrett has been signed by AEW. Your thoughts on Jeff Jarrett? For no apparent reason, being brought into AEW to work essentially backstage and as an on-screen air talent, from what I hear. Well, I think it's a lot of it depends on how they use him. Uh, at the moment, we don't know what they're intending to do with him. Um, so all we know is he's been announced as the AEW Director of Business Development, uh, and we all know titles like that mean absolutely sweet fuck all. He's not going to um, get cuckolded again, is he? <laughs> I mean, who knows? <laughs> but um, Angle gets bored. It, they are the intention was from what they announced was it was going to be used for live music stuff, uh, live music, live event stuff. Sorry, um, and I think live events, you know, AEW was basically formed during the pandemic anyway. Their experience of that is limited. Uh, Jarrett has a lot of experience at live events, and we've seen production issues with AEW before. Um, when Jarrett did it, when Jarrett came out, uh, first time I've seen someone that actually not only abuse all the wrestlers for a dirty heel. But also abuse production uh, live on TV, uh, which is unusual. Um, so I'm hoping that actually he might be able to fix some of that. Um, I'm not 100% sure how good he's going to be in the managerial role. Again, it's more bloat on an already bloated roster. And I can't imagine Jarrett from, you know, what he's been like in the past to be a shy retiring character who doesn't care about never being on TV. He's beaconed up. He's made made his made himself and made his impact. Come as a heel. Uh, spoiler for those who haven't seen it: pasted Darby Allen with a guitar. Shock horror. Um, so, but you know, what's he going to do? Uh, do we need another manager in AEW? Again, we've got an amazing roster. We've got an horribly bloated roster. Have yes, you on a roster? <laughs> I love the way you say we as well. Like you're a, like you're an actual spokesperson. Do you know what? Like. You know, I don't understand it. So you've really got a bloated roster. You've got legends out the wazoo as well. It's not like you haven't got people backstage. You've got Dean yeah. Malenko backstage. You've got Arn Anderson. You've got William Regal. You've got Taz, Tony Schiavone, JR. All these people, apart from Tony Schiavone, who's fucking terrible at his job now and always was, to be honest, a very mediocre commentator. Just saying. Um, also, the commentary team sucks balls. Let's just say it how it is. Um, um, I am a big fan of Excalibur, but I can't agree are. the others. Of course you are. You're better. <laughs> what, what, just, yeah, no, he's no Mauro Ronaldo, and he's certainly no Wade Barrett. Um, no, and I have to come with you. Wade Barrett is absolutely on fire. He is absolutely settled into... No Ian Riccoboni either, who, by the way, infinitely improves commentary when he comes on to commentate on Ring of Honor matches. Again, there's, there's so many things that are wrong with it that I'm struggling to see anything good with it. We have the CM Punk bullshit going on at the moment where potentially he's <laughs> going to be removed. Oh, how quickly your saviour has become the pariah and evil fucking entity because he didn't want to take the shit of the metrosexual toolboxes that are the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega. 
grow up AEW fans grow the fuck up <laughs> they were do you remember when cm punk debuted oh my god this that pop bigger than anything wwe could do we've got cm punk we've got the biggest wrestler of all time he drew the money he drew them a seven figure pay-per-view fucking sum he elevated all the talent he was in the ring with but of course because he's upset kenny and the young bucks who need their pussies pampered all the time now all of a sudden we don't like him ah where do you fall on that side of things so uh i actually think uh cm punk's been one of my favorite wrestlers since like well i was was a young kid um i think uh there's always a problem uh when you know in the nature of locker rooms right there's always an issue of one person uh, causing havoc in the locker room, then normally JC Cardi. <clears throat> well, we all know what Cardi's like. I mean, uh, Cardi and Fresh, let's just not fucking hot dogs, wrestle dorks, <laughs> wrestling cosplayers. Uh, but CM Punk is is money, right? Automatically, it doesn't matter. Like, you're a bit worried, right? He ends up going away, he went back and did UFC, completely fucked that up, uh, pissed off again. He's come back and you're like, is he going to have the pop? And the answer was, fuck yes. Yes, he did. He brought in that money. Everybody fucking went nuts for him. As you said, seven figures. Uh, But if he pisses off the entire locker room constantly, then is he a good... Yeah, but does he piss off the entire locker room? Or does he just piss off the people that suck off Tony Khan? Well, I think the people who suck off Tony Khan get their own locker rooms, to be fair. So, well, yeah, and apparently they can't stay in their own and have to go and see CM Punk's and start a fight. That's what I'm hearing. <laughs> oh, yeah, and, and don't forget to bite someone with a dog. Um, the, the other crazy yeah. bits that went on with that. Yeah, they um, apparently, you know, CM... And I love Dave Meltzer as well. What a fucking goober. Like, it's bad <laughs> enough that he hands out a five-star for a fucking piece of broccoli being boiled. But this fucking silly cunt, he's fucking going on. He's like, oh, yeah, everything CM Punk is saying isn't true. Oh, we forgot that you were there, Dave. We forget that you are literally big brother and you see all, don't you, you fucking gimp? Like, he's, he's honestly going for a mental break. I swear he's got Alzheimer's or some shit. Like, <laughs> like Hangman Page could literally take a steaming dump in Orange Cassidy's mouth, and he'd be like, "Yeah, that's definitely six stars. I give it seven, but it's not in Tokyo. Shut up, Dave. You melt." <laughs> like the clues in the name, melt the. I mean, let's, let's be fair. I mean, if if that was actually going to be happening live in the Tokyo Dome, I'm pretty certain you'd probably still get a seven figure payout for that. Well, well, I mean, depends really, doesn't it? In Germany, the <laughs> I mean, maybe maybe also. a different crowd than normal. But, you know, it's still a spectacle. Well, those Japanese people, they tend to be quite repressed at times. That has to be said. Um, I I don't understand this incessant man crush everyone has for AEW. I don't think it's a very good television product. Um, If you look at their champions, like, their world title is a farce at this point because of the amount of fucking times he's been hot potatoed around. The tag titles are a joke. Because apparently FTR can win every single set of tag belts under the sun. You literally have the most dominant and best wrestling tag team in the world. And you're scared to put the AW tag titles on them. But you're quite happy to put them on Sizzamy Daddy and, you know, um, Swerve Strickland and his rotund friend. Like, uh, uh, just, it doesn't make any sense. The TNT champion, Wardlow, I think, uh, has great upside, great potential. I so apparently... So we need to tag him with Samoa Joe and call them Wards Joe? <laughs> War, War Joe. War Joe. State of it. Fucking yeah. state of that. Oh, well, both, and both of those are both uh, singles. It was on Creative for that, Danny. Disorder. <laughs> fucking useless. Oh, right. oh. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. No, nah, that's a bit harsh. Obviously, Robbie Nitro. <laughs> and, you know, bottom line is, fucking these are bad things. And then we have 
you know, oh, we have one of the best looking and best promos, just the best all round wrestlers in the world in pack. We're going to put the All Atlantic Championship on him and then have him job to a guy who puts his hands in his pockets. Well, right. I mean, at the end of the day, Orange Cassidy is massively popular. Uh, and yeah, he can because, go when he does. You know why he's popular? But... Because he's a fucking joke. And AEW fans <laughs> like jokes. They like things like Orange Cassidy because they can aspire to be like that. When I look at champions, right? The reason I want my... So one thing I see AEW fans all this... I'm not a WWE apologist. I actually think a lot of WWE is trash a lot of the time. However, it has been pretty fucking good lately. And a lot of that has to do with Big Daddy Trips coming in and getting rid of the old fucking loony. But yeah, yeah, the yeah, bottom yeah. line is that AW fans, you know, the most part, the toxic ones, they're on social media and they say, oh, fucking anything's better than Roman Reigns, blah, blah. Why? Because Roman Reigns actually looks like a wrestler. He actually looks like a star. Wrestlers shouldn't fucking look like the average two Bob dickhead who works at Target. Wrestlers should look like fucking megastars. They should look like superheroes. And Orange Cassidy is in great shape. No question can work. But the gimmick is fucking boring. And then when Osprey comes out and he's like, yeah, anyone who doesn't Orange Cash, they, they need to get over it and grow up because they obviously don't get our business. No, mate. Like, the bottom line is that things like that have such a low ceiling because they're such a novelty. What happens if you take away his gimmick? Oh, yeah, but I mean, another I think that's for, that's for a, a bad wrestlers, though. And I also think that gimmicks are really important in modern wrestling because we do finally have so much opportunity to see stuff. And by that, I'm not just meaning AEW and WWE. Like, we now have access to to so much. Like, you know, watch ACW live on YouTube. But, um, you know, we now get to see all of our independent shows on YouTube. We get to see from all over the world. Like, I've, I was watching Indian uh, indie wrestling the other day. I couldn't tell you who the hell they were, and I didn't understand the commentary. But it's just stuff to see. And when everything is, is so saturated, then you need something to stand out. And, like, what's his face? The, the guy who makes pizza, right? Do I think that's a terrible gimmick? Luigi Primo, yeah. Yeah, Luigi. Do I think it's a terrible gimmick? Friends yes. with me on Facebook. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah, but the thing is, is it's something unique and it's something different. And that gets you eyes on. But and the thing is, right, so, like, for instance, Danhausen and Luigi yeah. Primo are put in a position where, yes, they're very funny, they're very entertaining, but you know they're not going to be taken too seriously. They're in the right place. So when people say, oh, Orange Cassidy's fucking great. Oh, you don't have a problem with our truth Yeah, because our truth isn't challenging Seth Rollins for the United States challenge, uh, Championship on Raw because we have a semblance of respect for our business. Okay. You no, know, so I do, I do you're get not putting Rusty Jack in there with Brock Lesnar, are you? But again, the same points. Actually, I think Rusty Jack versus Brock Lesnar could be an amazing storyline. Could it, it could really? be like can you imagine like like the Rusty like like slowly like climbing up the beast and slowly whittling him down and finally choking him out after yeah, you've being seen crushed. Brock Lesnar and Rusty Jack, right? Like, I love <laughs> I'm not Rusty saying it's Jack. likely He's one of I'm my saying... favorite people in wrestling. He shouldn't last two seconds in a ring with Brock. Well, Lesnar. That's the type of story you can make though, is like what do you do to make him weak? Did he, did he get beaten up by a fight before in wrestling? It's up. Sorry. Stories in wrestling should be believable. See, this yeah. is a problem with I've noticed this, and I feel like you're subscribed to this very. So, AW fans don't mind if storylines are so far out there and yes, so ludicrously, whereas me, I don't mind storylines. I don't mind a little bit of fucking carny bollocks. Make sure it's in the correct place. Yeah. You know? So, but I think I think that's the that's why it's good that we have AEW and we have WWE, and I would yeah, say we have real wrestling Bonner, fans can now, watch WWE and all the little merchants and little oh, fucking can go and watch but, AEW. But the game point, you're talking about wrestlers who look the part, wrestlers who act the part. Like, fucking John Moxley, man. 
Exactly. Like, he looked absolutely astounding. Like, absolutely, yeah. still, every Which move is... he does looks authority, and I think he is a great champion. Yeah, well, um, he's the only one who has any stability as well, from what I can tell, out of all of their heavyweight champions. And that says a lot for a guy who was in rehab. So the bottom line is that <laughs> doesn't really say a lot for the rest of them, does it? Hangman well, Page I mean, could have Page, absolutely. Yeah. whingy little fucking toss pot, from what I can tell. Little tart. Just cries all the fucking time. I have to say, I, I think I have the, I think, uh, like, Omega, Punk, Hangman, the Bucks have definitely not come out uh, covered in glory in the last few months. Uh, they're all, say they're all a, awful a people. They have yeah. bad fucking... Do you know what bothers me is like if you're, if the main talking point of who you are as a wrestler is how you behave as opposed to how you perform. Like, MJF says some of the most vitriolic shit ever on social media and his promos, but all we ever talk about is how good he is at his job. Yep. That is a world-class professional wrestler. Whereas if someone says to me, Kenny Omega, all I think about is some fucking gimp crying on his Twitch stream. He's fucking, he's shit promos. He can't cut a promo to save his fucking life. He has the sexual assault specialist, allegedly. The the invisible hand, what an appropriate name that is for Don Fallis, who fucking he's 69s with in the middle of the ring. You have the Young Bucks, who look like a couple of California raisins. You have fucking, you know... They will dress California raisins. Yeah, exactly. Well dressed, my ass, please. <laughs> they look like a bunch. Of, they look like Ultimate Warrior took a wank on them. That's I, I they... always thought Shawn Michaels meets Ultimate Warrior was kind of the start. Yeah, of yeah. And if they could work like Shawn Michaels, fuck me, but they can't because Shawn Michaels is in a league of his own, um, and always will be. Like they will He's never cool. even touch that level of quality. They just won't. This is the problem with wrestling now: is it's become way too catered towards everyone. Oh, we're all inclusive. That's not why I watch wrestling. See, but I don't think it's about it aiming for inclusivity. I think it's about trying to be. Well, it is product. because they've got Luther in their roster, and he fucking sucks dick. <laughs> I mean, so they do have some wrestlers who. Tell me, Luther and Serpentico are worthy of being apparently road agents like they are now. Uh, so I mean, yeah, Ludicrous. I see your point, but again, the same point. Like, oh, hmm, so Malenko or fucking Luther. <laughs> hmm, hmm. probably one of the greatest technical wrestlers to ever live one of the greatest minds in wrestling or man who looks like giant egg hey, hey he's a man with red contact lenses who looks like a giant wow egg. congratulations but i do think i do think luther was nepotism and i do think uh AEW does suffer from nepotism um, they, they so... suffer from they just hire everyone uh, and yeah, most I... of these people aren't a draw uh, Most no, that's it. We've got too much. And, and the thing is, the, the wrestlers who are a draw and the wrestlers who have the capability to become a draw as well, and I think AW has a lot of both, uh, they're not getting as much screen time as they should do. Uh, have you seen Hook? Again, great potential. I think great absolute look. potential. Looks yeah. really good. Um, I, I think them going with the whole MMA look for him as well. Really yeah, and it works. Sense. And he's legitimate. Um, you know, I, he's think, I think he's going to be incredible. Um, you talk about the acclaimed. I think the acclaimed look absolutely like uh, absolutely perfect physically. <laughs> well. um, um, what championship does Hook hold? Uh, oh, uh, <laughs> the FTW Championship. Thanks for yeah. asking, Nick. Fucking hell. Why don't we just bring back the anarchy rules while we're at it? They're <laughs> fucking useless. Like, see, this is the other thing as well. What the fuck is the deal with all the belts? 
yeah, too many belts. Um, and yeah. buying Ring of Honor didn't help that. Totally uh, devalues the meaning of being a champion. Yeah, totally agree. I think you need to have uh for for different match types. So you know you need your tag team belts, you need your your singles belts, etc. Makes perfect sense. But I think having too many. So they've got what? If we just look at just AEW ignoring a Ring of Honor, they've got what four, five, four, I think. Um, so you've got the AEW World Championship, you've got TNT the AEW Tag Titles, the Trio Titles, the, yeah. the um, TNT Championship, you've got the Women's TBS Championship and the Women's Championship, the Atlantic Championship. Championship, then you've got the Ring of Honor Championship, the Ring of Honor Pure Championship, the Ring of Honor Tag yeah. Team Championships, the um, the Triple AAA Tag Team Championships, <laughs> the AEW the... TBS Championship for like, the Women's Division. What well. the living fuck? They. Yeah. Not to mention the diamond, they're bringing diamond, in uh, the diamond ring as well. The diamond uh, ring. What the fucking dynamite diamond ring? Yeah. <laughs> All this, this stupid, stupid, stupid. And WWE is just as bad. They've got way too many fucking yep. belts and all. Like the it waters down. The premise. So if you're going to have all these belts, they need to be on people that you legitimately think, oh, okay, Be- fair enough. Belts need to mean something. They add gravitas, but they only add gravitas if they have meaning behind them. So if now, the I know they like... split up. Proud and Powerful never once won the tag titles. Yeah, and they were they were very, very good. Absolutely. Ludicrous. That at one point, the best tag team in the world didn't but get a what... fucking sniff. But I do also feel like if you are that good, you don't necessarily need a title. Um and you know, I, I think you need to have people who are. But what you're saying is, it's okay to put belts on terrible people like Orange Cassidy. No, I'm saying it's okay to book to put belts on for storyline reasons. Well, explain to me why Orange Cassidy's so good. Uh, I think Orange Cassidy is not incredibly good. I think he's good, um, but I think the main thing he is is fucking over, um, and that why is, is why they put belts on him. Um, he's He's different. Um, he's funny, and he is. is he? What's when he funny goes. about that, though? I mean, That's I, the I, thing. I, I did see him actually make Pack break character, and that alone justifies his amusement. Like, I've never seen Pack break character before. Not like, like Sami that... Zayn made the Bloodline break character. I can bet. Oh now. no, that I have to say, Sami Zayn, one of my favorite wrestlers. Uh, absolutely loved him. Sami Zayn is favorite. what happens when you have Orange Cassidy with legitimate talent. That's what he. Is. <laughs> Like, well, we, is, but we hardly Orange Cassidy is Sami a Zane pale, miserable imitation of what Sami Zayn is. But they're very different styles, though. And I think this is the difference between... Yeah, Sami Zayn can actually put a match together and tell a story, whereas this gimp just flips around and fucking puts his oh, hand... I don't know. I remember him being picked up and rocked to sleep by a, by a man with a giant smiley face and a yellow mask. Yeah, you're not helping your argument. <laughs> Again, I think the difference is is about changing the product to aim at a different group of people. Like at the end of the day, if you try and aim for the same people who are watching, yeah, but you're not, movie, are you? That's the thing. Surely the idea of AEW is this is a product that everyone can enjoy because WWE has painted itself into such a niche corner. That's the perception we're getting. I feel like the only reason people are desperate to love AEW, like. It's that thing. It, it's almost like an abusive ex. They're so desperate to love it because of how shittily WWE has treated them for so long. And when WWE does good stuff, like it has done for quite a while lately, and War Games is coming up and looking fucking stacked, and Crown Jewel was great, and SummerSlam was great, and they have stars out the wazoo now, and you've got Bray Wyatt doing good things and all these different things... People are like, yeah, but I still want to watch AEW because because Vince was nasty to me, and apparently Vince does nasty things backstage. Yeah, Tony Khan, he's like, you know, do you know why people like Tony Khan? Because he's harmless. Because he's a he's a gimp. He's a I mean, weasel. He's a pathetic little sausage jockey. Is from what my he point is. of view, Tony Khan doesn't really come into it. Um, they, they seem to have finally stopped using him on 
really bad promos. Thank yeah, you. but he's also um, still in charge of the company and apparently yeah. he's in charge of booking along with QT Marshall, a man who looks like an onion with a haircut. Have you seen his documentary? It's pretty good. God, no. uh, so, uh, but, no, but again, AEW <laughs> has gimmicks and it has good wrestling. Um, and but it is, does lean more heavily. Let me know when they actually show me some of that because I'd love to see it. Well, we got back. Moxley has amazing matches. Water does he have amazing matches? matches? He does. Does he? Yeah. Does he yeah. though? Like Moxley. So Moxley is. Do you know what Moxley is to me? He's one of those guys not good enough to be WWE champion anymore, so he can go to AEW and be a world oh. champion. So no, I disagree. I think I think he's actually. Been you able think to Moxley get back is as good as Seth Rollins? Do you? I do. Yeah. Yeah, I think they're very different. Um, but cool. Yeah, we think... establish you're a moron then. Um, <laughs> I think they're very different wrestlers. And um, Seth Rollins yeah, is one of my favourites. That's, that's the argument people use, though. They're not different wrestlers, are they? If you're a great wrestler, you can wrestle any style and you can wrestle anyone. And Seth Rollins can go in there and have a match with a broom. For instance, I can name you 10 guys who I think are better wrestlers than John Moxie and AEW alone. Who should be world champion ahead of him? MJF being one of them for start. I think I think MJF is going to get a title at some point, but there, you know, he's again, he doesn't need it though. The, the, the impact that he has is so much yeah, about the needing is, the title. To to people like us who work in the business, maybe not so much. But if you're just an out and out mark or you're a kid, you don't care who needs a belt, who doesn't. It's about who is perceived as best. If I watch your TV product and I perceive them, for instance, who is in charge of the fucking Avengers? Who leads the Avengers? What, Captain America? Like, does he need to be in charge of the Avengers? No, but it makes sense that he is. Like, And it's the same premise with wrestling. Like, MJF doesn't need to be champion, but for how long does he go without being the belt? It does legitimize your stardom. It does legitimize your place at the top of the card. You think about all the greatest wrestlers of all time, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Undertaker, Ric Flair, Dusty Riddler, they were all world champion. And I think MGF is going to be, and I feel like the current storyline is probably building towards that. Um, but I don't think that he's someone you need to put a belt, a belt on to legitimize. Like MGF is incredible, no matter what you see him do. Um, and he can be, and the problem is, is once you've, I think when he gets a title is when he's probably maybe going to do this baby face turn. Um, we'll see. Um, it's definitely being ever turn personally. I don't know. I'd love to see him do it, but he is such a fucking good heel, man. Um, but going back to John Moxley, uh, did you see John Moxley versus, uh, Wheeler Utah? Yes. Again. So here's a problem with AEW though, right? Yeah. So, great match. Who gives a shit about Wheeler Utah? Oh, but no, I see. I think it's a really good push. Is Wheeler Utah making AEW money? Not yet, but I think that was a really not, good uh, not thing yet. for him to start getting pushed. Because I think Wheeler but, Utah is another one of those guys who has incredible potential. And I think if they push him and we go. Han Carter Prime the same as fucking life. <sighs> but a lot of amazing wrestlers can't. That's why they have managers like you and I, Nick. That's true. That's very true. But the greatest wrestlers of all time all could talk. Yeah. I mean, the greatest wrestlers of all time need to have it all. And uh, I think, you know, there isn't that many of them out there. Plus, I think in AEW, MGF, and I think Moxley, uh, I think uh, the acclaimed, uh, although I'm not sure how much you can say rap, but dear God, they're 
their raps are hilarious. Yeah, see, um, like I really like the acclaimed, and they're one of the few things that I thought should have been pushed and finally did get the push at the yeah. right time, and it worked. And I like the Sizzle Me Danny show. I think that's good. I think it's really funny, <laughs> very entertaining. That gets a big dirty thumbs up from me. But I'm not gonna watch a product where they're insistent on pushing Daniel Garcia and We the Utah, who to me from the outside, there is no questioning that they are extremely talented wrestlers. However, there are thousands of extremely talented wrestlers. Uh, you need to have an X factor, an it factor. You need to have more than just being a great wrestler. This is why Ricochet wouldn't make a good WWE champion, because he's just a really good wrestler. Those are the fucking brass tacks that people don't want to fucking acknowledge, because they're like, oh yeah, but he's my favorite wrestler. Or, oh, I think he's really good. I don't care. One of my favorite wrestlers was RVD. Doesn't mean that the fucking stoner should have been WWE champion every month. I, I've always been into Continental Belt fan. I always thought it should go on those type of wrestlers. And I'd say the same with AEW. I think AEW, the thing that would make it better is cut the roster, have your world champion, have your mid-card champion, be it TNT or All Atlantic, doesn't really matter. And that's the best way for doing that. Tag, oh, tag. guys need to be back in the indies. They don't. They shouldn't be on TV. A lot of them don't seem to be able to do good TV either. But a lot of them they are don't make on any sense. Also, well. why have you got fifteen factions? This isn't. It feels like a low rent budget version of the film <laughs> Warriors. <laughs> I can just imagine going, "Come on, acclaim, yeah, come so, out yeah. and play." Yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> I just I don't get it. Like. Everywhere you turn, the, the Jericho Appreciation Society, the Dark Order, which sucks dick, by they, the way. They, they have gone so far different. Uh, but again, I think the, the or what AEW tries to do is it tries to go with who's over. Too much comedy. Way uh, too think, much comedy. Uh, but I think that's that's the thing is that that's what's what the fans are enjoying. And if those fans yeah, do, those fans do. Yeah. yeah, but those fans all live in their mum's basement. <laughs> This is the biggest problem. That episode of South Park with the fat guy who's playing fucking World of Warcraft, right? Ah, uh, the Sword of Truth. Yep. Yeah, that's what most AW fans aspire to be. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, man, if someone's giving me a bucket, I wouldn't need to move. Uh, but no, I, I think I think that uh, it gives uh, very different. It is very spot heavy. It is very fast. Um, and those aren't always to everyone's preference. But I think AEW still put on some absolutely amazing matches. Uh, I think they have some amazing talent. Uh, they do have their problems, but I think, let's be fair, every promotion does. Um, uh, and I will say, like, um, you know, WWE is making massive steps forward, mostly by hiring everybody they fucking fired. Who <coughs> amazing. Um, but it's all uh, the work, mate. It's all the work. <laughs> but um, but again, uh, Triple H, I've got great respect for. The thing that got me back into wrestling, to watching it regularly again, was Triple H and NXT back when the the gold brand first came back. Um, and I am so much more excited about WWE now that that Triple H is in charge than I have been for for a long time. Um. And I'm interested to see where it goes. Uh, but I think the important thing is just watch watch wrestling in general, basically. Yeah, look, uh, I have I think... no problem with people enjoying AEW. What frustrates me is when I point out to them what's wrong with it, they don't have fucking reasons for it. Uh, but that's the, that's the problem. It's like a lot of wrestling has become so fucking tribal. I said we have been, we now have access to global wrestling at our fingertips. You can watch like incredible wrestlers and 
absolutely shit not, wrestlers across the world. Is it not a massive hypocrisy, or at least contradictory, though, that most AEW fans are like, oh, we're so glad we finally have something to enjoy other than WWE. Bullshit, Impact's been doing great things for like three or four years. Where the fuck Power's, is it? Power's been, been great for What's years your excuse well? for not watching that? What was your excuse for not watching Lucha Underground? What was your excuse for not watching Power or absolutely Ring of Honor? You've always had alternatives. Yep. You're just too fucking lazy. You need it spoon-fed to you like the gimps that you are in your basement. That's what you need. <laughs> but I don't think it's majority. I think it is as with most things. It's the 1% who are the loudest. And generally, they're all knob jockeys. And that's the same for anything. Like, you go on any uh, any WWE post on Facebook, there'll be people going, oh my god, uh, WWE's the worst in the world. Uh, if it's something that it's actually legit about someone pointing out something's wrong on, on WWE, everyone will also tear them to pieces going, no, 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 WWE's point, uh, you're perfect, nothing wrong. It's the same for all of them, man. It's tribalism. And tribalism is a cause of all kinds of fucking problems worldwide, but in wrestling especially, people feel they can't enjoy wrestling, right? And I think Generally, those of us who've been involved in the indie scenes or watched indie wrestling, um, you know, we watch it for different reasons. And we're both aware that it kind of ruins it a bit when you work behind the scenes a lot as well, where you understand how it it goes through. That certainly hurt my enjoyment for AW a lot, being somebody who works so predominantly in the actual I, business. I tell you what, man, uh, The uh, if I'm noticing production mistakes and they're annoying me, I don't imagine what your reaction must be. <laughs> but it triggers again, the fuck out of me. It triggers the fuck out of me. But there's also the fact that like, there's so many injuries, so many more in AEW than there is, and that's because the style is dangerous and frankly unsafe, and not a lot of these guys just don't wrestle like they've been trained properly. A lot of these, uh, also this insistence on using tables every week and things like that. It's just, you know. I, like... I do think overexposure of gimmicks uh, ruins them. Tables only matter if there's something you bring out. But then they don't use gimmicks that actually do work enough. Like, like I can't even remember the last time they had a steel cage match in AEW. Uh, so yeah, they had one a little while ago, but they have uh, those ridiculous. See what I mean? They can't help the themselves. War games well. They got yeah, like fucking their version of war games, which frankly isn't even close to as good as war games. Not just WWE's version, like the old school ones with WCW and Clash of the Champions and things like that. Like they they really oversaturate their stuff. They it's so over the top. Like um, what's this stadium stampede match? Oh, like, yeah, yeah. The first one was really funny because I've never seen anything like it before. The more you watch them, the more you just think, oh, fuck off. They, you know, oh, he teleported out of an ice machine. What the fuck? <laughs> they, and people were like, yeah, well, Undertaker does stuff like, yeah, Undertaker's also six foot ten and could beat the shit out of your entire roster. I, I mean, there is something about watching Sam, Sammy get hit by a vehicle every, you know, couple of months. And I think, I think, you know, that that's an appreciation. But is that good wrestling? No. Is it entertaining? No. Yeah, it can be. Um, but again, I think think that's what they're doubling down on because they need to be a different product. Um, so, like, I think I think what they're doing. Well, I was going to AEW because I wanted to see something. See, that's the thing, though. WWE is all about the entertainment and the silliness and the obnoxious, over the top fucking storylines of promos. So when I watched AEW, I wanted to see something that more closely resembled proper wrestling, like NWA. Haven't got any of that. Well, you still get them, but they are mixed up with the also, with some of the more lighter. How many shows have they got? How many? They, I'm not saying it's good that WWE has shitloads of shows, but like you know, AEW. So you got Rampage. What's the point? Uh, like, uh, what? So yeah. Why so not I think, just have Dynamite? I think the one show, but again, it's not making it too long. Um, I think Dark is actually really good for giving a lot of people who shouldn't be on Rampage or. But you know, casual people aren't going to watch that. 
No, no, they're not. But I and, still think you need what to annoys have... me is so the argument I've heard from AEW fans a lot lately is yeah, but it's not about bringing in the casual fans. Well, it kind of is because yeah. there is only a tiny amount of fucking diehards that are still left. We are long removed from the era where 12 million people were watching wrestling on a Monday night. Yep. AW Dynamite barely scrapes a million. SmackDown gets two. Raw gets about one and a half. NXT gets five, six hundred thousand, similar to Rampage. Those aren't great numbers. They, you know, the thing is they say, oh, those are great numbers for today because there's more choice. No, they're great numbers considering how shit wrestling has become compared to how it used to be. I hate to sound like an old man. This thing, people are like, oh, you're just stuck in the past. Yeah, well, in the past, you made a lot more fucking money and had a lot more fans. Yeah. Well, and that's it. And that's true. You know, at the end of the day, and we're seeing that for, for local business is different now. Uh, wrestling is not uh, on the uproar that it has been. It hasn't been for years. Uh, I think I think it's it's got better uh, than what it was. I think it was a massive slump and we're kind of in the middle now, but we're nowhere near the heights that we once were. Um, and uh, I see your point about bringing in new fans, and I think they do. Uh, I think the good thing about YouTube is that it's easy accessible, it's free. Um, I wish there was more free wrestling um, from the professionals. Um, I think, like, back when uh, when Dark first started, I thought the original intention when they first started was they'd have, you know, people learning, and they'd have a big, important match that mattered. Uh, because if it did matter, it'd bring people to watch it. Then people get to see all of these people who are training, um, and you can then like already pick up on who likes them and so on, and who's going to become a next star, right? Um, I think they've they stepped away from that now, and now it's not really worth watching that, or very very rarely, right? And I think that sucks. Like at the end of the day, what is the point of putting a main like if you bring in Moxley on uh, on Dark? and then put him against somebody we've never heard of, we know who's going to win the match. And, you know, at the end of the day, suspension of disbelief is a vital part of any match that you watch for you to be engaged and actually care about the result. Um, and But if they instead bring him in and put, you know, Moxley versus Wardlow is the two we've spoken about the most, you're going to want to watch that match, but they're not doing that anymore. So, I have the results from this week's AEW Dark. <clears throat> yep. Zach Clayton versus Blake Lee. Yep. Who are these people? Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Kayla Rossi versus Ashley de Amboise. Yep. The Guns. I think I know who they are. Uh, yep. Versus BK Klein and Jarrett Diaz. Well, they've yep. just gone in a local fucking co-op or something <laughs> and picked up a couple of workers. Brandon Cutler versus Peter Avalon. <laughs> that wouldn't even Pretty get on fucking, that wouldn't even get on WCW Thunder pre-show. <laughs> what a fucking steaming pile of shit. Oh, this is good. The Blondes, because apparently that's all they are now, the Blondes, Brian Pillman Jr. and Griff Garrison, who Bossy. honestly looks like a dog, versus <laughs> the factories QT Marshall and Cole Carter. Who the fuck is Cole Carter? So yeah, so that's another one from the factory. Uh, Anna J A S versus Sio Nievas. Now I'd watch that because Anna J is so Intellating. Um Kip Sabian versus Marcus Cross. Yep. Who the fuck is Marcus Cross? Is that <laughs> is that Karen Cross's less successful cousin? Uh, he's, 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 he's his cousin. Athena versus Diamante. Oh, how the mighty have fallen. Uh so do you remember um uh seeing the guy who looks like he came out of anime with the really big hair? Uh no. Okay, I'll I'll find you a picture. I don't like anime because again I'm not a virgin. <laughs> Uh, uh, oh, look, Hobbs was on AEW Dart this week. He wrestled Rico Gonzalez. 
a I drug dealer from what I can who see. won that match either. And like, fuck off. Uh, John Silver, Alex Reynolds, and Eva Luno defeated Troy Hollywood, Fulton, and Atavalu. Right. This actually looks quite good. Eddie Kingston and Ortiz versus AR Fox and Caleb Conley. Um, I imagine that was quite good. And then we had Tony, Tony Storm and Hikaru Shida versus Mei Saruga and Emi Sakura. Yep. And then we had Claudio Castagnoli and Willy Uta versus the Wingmen. Ryan Nemeth and Cesar Bononi. Yeah, again, we know who's going to win that People one. People who think, I actually think they're very That was your main event. Yeah. See, I actually think they should have made Tony Storm and Hikaru uh, Tony uh, Storm and, and Shida versus Sakura and Saruga should have been the main event for that. But I mean... Uh, yeah, by the way, worst women's division in wrestling. Expl- uh, defend they, that. Defend they it. They started off so good, but they've they've gone sideways. So I How think I think Hate is really off? good. Did they start off so good? A I ninety pound Japanese actually, girl. Oh, but she was a good wrestler. But yeah, again, if you're going back for realism, she doesn't have the impact. Don't get me wrong, but... Riho, cute as fuck, adorable. Love to chat to her. Would love to meet her. I'm sure she's fun to wrestle with, but she's also ninety fucking pounds. She so is, when I but see she her, does beat... look good when she wrestles. Yeah, exactly. It looks really fucking realistic when she gives a Northern Light suplex <laughs> to fucking what's her name? Um, the the bigger girl. I forgot her name now. Um, she's really I really like her as well. I've forgotten her name. Um, Are you the, talking the, the, about the Nyla Rose? Girl. Yeah, Nyla Rose. Yeah, yeah, like, Nyla Rose. Really like Nyla Rose a lot. Really good talker. By the way, Vicky Guerrero, pure AIDS. Get off my screen. <laughs> fucking, you give me a fucking headache. That's not heat because you go, it's stupid. Shut the fuck up. You are I don't. I actually, mean. like, I can see her being used for quite a few people. I don't think for Nyla Rose. Uh, it didn't make sense to me. Why put her with somebody who can actually talk? Stupid. Yeah, yeah. And don't um, use the example of CM Punk and Paul Heyman because that is so far removed. <laughs> Ridiculous. I think I think uh, Hikaru Shida is absolutely incredible. Um, I think Britt Baker is really really good. Thunder Rosa is absolutely incredible. I really like Tony Storm. What when well. she's not actually stiffing people out? <laughs> well, I mean, we all love seeing a bit of a stiff match now and again. But yeah, yeah, no, she is definitely definitely stiff. I think this Tony Storm. These are all Hater, women. Absolutely, and also local girl. Um, but yeah, Hater has absolutely excelled since she got there. She's got so much better. I think, again, she needs to be pushed. Um, I think they were, like, when the AW first started, they spent a lot of time in making sure the tag division was, uh, like, a primary focus, and women's were, but it has kind of fallen by the wayside. I yeah, think but that's, that's the thing. They've never been a primary focus. Looking at them out, their yeah. tag team division has got, they've got so many tag teams, and they're all a joke. Uh, I thought, Claimed really good. FTR, swerving our glory. Absolutely. FTR, amazing. who still are yet to hold the AW tag team titles for any meaningful run. I also what like happened to Private Party? What happened to Proud and Powerful? Where's the Lucha Brothers? What are they doing? Oh, they're the Trios Championship. They're the Trios yes. now. Was, yeah, uh, great. Uh, yeah. Why? Why do you need the Trios Championship? I, I think Pack again, another one who I don't think should be in the Trios. Pack is so good on his own. And if you can understand him, he he also runs amazing promos. He doesn't need anyone else. Um, and again, I think that's the nature of the bloke, though. I think so many of the problems with AEW at the moment are entirely summarised by the bloke. You know, they've got the capability to All do a horrible lot. booking because their storylines suck dick, mate. Well, again, I don't think they can get the storylines properly. They're not good the storylines. They're not yeah. compelling. They need they need to end up going back to what they originally set up to do when they. And if they do have a compelling storyline, I've noticed that their wrestlers end up throwing a hissy fit and get taken off TV too quickly. That doesn't help. But again, if you're only doing it at tiny little intervals because people aren't getting the TV time, none of it really matters. Well, then Um, fuck them. 
You know what? Fuck them. Like, if I was in charge, I'd literally, I said this the other day, I would walk in and I would say, I think I said this to you, I'd walk in, I'd say, right, I have a list here. You lot, here, 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 here. You lot, over here. Right, everyone over here, you're fired. Get out. You're wasting fucking money and time. Like, sorry, not everyone deserves a fucking spot. No, I Otherwise, agree. we'd let fucking Timmy Von Baron Auschwitz, or whatever his fucking name is, do the recording at ACW, wouldn't we? <laughs> We just let any old fucking gimp do it. We're going back to Tim. If I again. get to do it, it's because I'm good at what I fucking do. Yeah, and and I think this is the the thing is I think they they kind of went into this bit where they've got so much money, um, and they were like, oh, we hire. They fucking won't at this rate. And it's silly. Yeah, no, you don't. Going to bankrupt money. himself. Do you know what it feels yep. like? WCW circa 2000. Yeah, I've heard a lot of people say that, and and I think that there's they, some good they, stuff, they, but my god, is it bad at times? They, they need to let they need to let some of the contracts end. And I I don't want to say like it's a nice thing for anyone to lose their job, and it's not a nice thing for anyone who's been dreaming of it forever. But at the end of the day, like we want to watch good TV. If they're going to start doing live shows, this is the thing I'm hoping. Like, and this is entire speculation and entire pure hope. If Jeff Jarrett's going to be running around and doing a touring live show, which doesn't necessarily need to be recorded, like we know WWE do, they've got constant, and that's how they teach people. What a touring AEW live show? Yeah, touring AEW live show. Like, what, so he's going to be in charge of house shows, basically. Yeah, basically in charge of house Why? shows. Why? So I think that'd be great. I think that's uh, like you can't, got, nobody cares got about your experience. fucking YouTube shows that you record. Yeah, every... yeah, but that way at least they're getting money in. These people are earning something. You're going to get the ticket sales. They're going around to get the experience, and that gets these people off TV to let us focus on the ones who deserve the TV time. I just don't think it's good enough to be considered a viable alternative. I think I think it definitely has has its advantages. I think uh, I mean to see what WWE do, but I think at the end of the day, having more variety and the different uh, different strokes for different folks is an important part. Uh, and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing how they all go. To be fair, well, let's have a look at the AEW Dark Elevation results, oh, shall no. we? No, no, we don't want. Like, I agree with you. The Dark is not good. We've just AW Dark. You don't elevation. need to hurt me anymore, Nick. No, you're not running from me. No, no, you can suffer. So, match one Abaddon versus Amy Rose. Uh, Abaddon, so like won. Abaddon. Abaddon won in one minute 43 seconds. Yep, yep. I would love to see Abaddon like in a like proper uh, a match at some point. The uh, Ring of Honor know. trios tag team titles were on the line on AW Dark Elevation. Dawn Castle and the boys, who are Brandon and Brent Tate, never heard of them, versus the Trust Busters. <laughs> who the fuck is Jeeves K? <laughs> who the fuck is Slim J? And Ari, Ari Davari, I do know, and I love that guy because Middle Eastern representation, but God forbid he actually does anything worthwhile. Oh, and they also had Sonny Kiss and Parker Boudreau at ringside. Yeah, because Parker Boudreau, that's... Why have you got Parker Boudreau? He was shit in NXT. They... Why have you still got Sonny Kiss? Why have you, have, who are these people? We have so many people, and, and I mean, totally agree. We, we oh, do look, have, Athena was like, on AW Dark Elevation. Literally one of the best women's wrestlers you have, and she was on AW Dark and AW Dark Elevation. Bet she went on Dynamite, though, was she? No, I know, Yuri, Athena's amazing. Um, Athena versus Abby Jane. Oh, that really screams fucking... Oh, good, Athena won in two minutes. Good stuff. Hey, uh, we got, you're going to... Are you on the trios yet? Uh, Tainara Conti or Tay Mello, uh, with Sammy Guevara at ringside versus Trisha Dora. That went two minutes nine. Dante Martin versus Eli Eason. Yep, I know Dante Martin, he's very talented. Um, six minutes 33 seconds. 
<laughs> oh, another trios match. The Factory. Oh, great. QT Marshall, Lee Johnson, and Cole Carter. Versus Cheeseburger, Logan Cheese. Easton LaRue. And... Cheeseburger, Logan <laughs> Logan Easton LaRue. And Rhett Titus. More like Titus Anus. Fucking state of it. Tag team match. Eddie Kingston Ortiz versus Miles Hawkins and Joe Keys. Joe Keys. Yeah, fucking. You're telling me it's a Joe Keys. Um, fucking two minutes 35. Kip Sabian versus Alex Reynolds. Why? Hey, that would be a good match. Yeah. Yeah, great. Oh, another trios match. Because apparently tag teams just, uh, you know, we could watch FTR. But who wants to see that when we can see Rocky Romero and the best friends versus Angelico and the Butcher and the Blade? By the way, Angelico, one of my favorite people in wrestling. Uh, I've, uh, I've never had the chance to, to meet him in person, but I absolutely loved him in Lucha Underground. And I think he is massively underused. Uh, I love technical wrestling as well, but he's, he's so good at what he does. And he's... Although that man is like 85% leg, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, no question. <laughs> Lanky bastard. Yeah, beautiful yeah. one. Absolutely beautiful. So, yeah, I mean, that for me screams, what, like, who wants to watch? There was four matches on there that were two minutes. Yeah. Um, and again, that's what I'm saying. Like, it, But uh, if Raw like, did I'm... that, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, Timmy Buck Timmy would be in his fucking basement right now on his dialed up internet while he's masturbating to fucking suspicious looking porn from Russia. <laughs> and he'd be like, ah, well, fucking Raw does it because they're shit. I hate Raw. Oh, I hate Vince McMahon because Vince McMahon touched me inappropriately once. You fucking wish he did. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Like, yeah, that, that was your head teacher, mate, telling you it was Vince McMahon. But anyway. No, um, I've said... I'm going to agree with you. Generally, dark is not good. Uh, so actually, out of that, I would uh, it's have a soundbite if I ever but, had one. Genuinely, dark isn't good. <laughs> and Helico, Butch for the Blade. I'll uh, say that out of context. Versus Rocky Romero are the best friends I would have liked to watch. Uh, I will be watching that. I would love uh, to watch Rocky Romero. The best friends can suck my balls. Actually, no, Trent, Trent's <laughs> oh, amazing. Man. Trent Chuck Taylor. Great. Chuck Taylor. Oh, no. I love them. He was a butler. <laughs> But again, they are so over. They're so fun. They get yeah, the know why they're working. over? Because again, basement dwelling virgins. I can be like <laughs> Chuck Taylor. Okay. <laughs> why would you want to? When I watch wrestling, right? Where's Where's Miro? For fuck's sake, there's a real wrestler. Yeah, if I really saw one. Miro's Miro, lovely as well. Powerhouse Hobbs, Ricky Starks. These are people with star quality. Hook, MJF. These are the guys with star quality. When I watch Ethan them, Page. I think. That's the who Ethan Page. You like Ethan Page? I, I loved him in the north. I think he has sucked balls in AW. Oh, I don't think Scorpio he's the guy, by the way. What the fuck happened to him? Yeah, yeah. So, but again, it's it, so many of his problems are bloated roster. Um, you know, uh, and we've got the House of Black coming back. Um, well. You know, uh, Malachi Black is one of my all-time favorite wrestlers. Can't wait for three weeks well. of great promos and matches, and then they just get on AEW for the rest of the And he had, yeah, and he he needed he needed screen time. Like you can't tell the stories about them. You can't have Malachi Black and not put him on TV every week. You yeah. can't have Ricky Starks and not put him on TV every week. Do you know what? All these fucking goobers, Alex Reynolds and John Cena and all these people. Like, don't get me wrong, all of these people can wrestle. From yep. the top to the bottom. We all know that. So when people were like, oh, how dare you? Like, obviously, Chuck Taylor could probably run rings around me. But that's not the point, is it? I'm not watching this because I want to see people who I could potentially wrestle. I want to watch this because I want to see the best. When I watch something, I want to see the best. When you watch Avengers movies, can you imagine if they were like, ah, so 
turns out Avengers, right? We've got so many members that for this film, Captain America, um, fucking Iron Man 4, all that lot, they're not on this. But luckily for you, we've been able to dig out some of the fucking dregs from, you know, dilapidated comic books. So I don't know. This what time it's going to be. It's going to be Thanos versus Nightcrawler and Schnarf or whatever. Like, you're fucking... It's just... You wouldn't do that. You would yeah. give people the very best. And I find it arrogant that they seem to think that it's okay not to put people like that on every week. And the fact they won't even push Ricky Starks at all is a fucking... Well, he was injured. He has come back recently, so... Yeah, but uh, even when but, he wasn't injured, he wasn't but, getting pushed. Uh, he, he had the, he had the FTW championship. Ah, yes. That prestigious belt, which isn't even recognised as an official <laughs> title. Jesus but, Christ. But no, that's as much credibility as the 24-7 bell, which, by the way, was put in the bin this week on WWE Raw. So now seems as good a time to transition. Otherwise, we'll be here for fucking ever. Um, so WWE Raw had some flashpoints that I thought were very interesting. First and foremost, as I've just mentioned, the 24-7 title was won by Nikki Cross and then put in the bin, much to the chagrin of people who love R-Truth and Dana Brooke. Do you think that's a good decision to bin the belt, and essentially what I'm hearing is that they're going to get rid of it entirely. Well, I think most important bit for me here is that Nikki Cross is back. Oh my god! I much prefer Psycho Nikki Cross. I think she is incredible. And if she wants to bin a belt in exchange for that, then I'm fine with it. Um, I, I think I think the big thing with Triple H taking back over is him showing that he can clear some of it off. Like As we talked about earlier, there are some people who are like, I will not watch WWE anymore because Vince McMahon pissed on my conflict. Uh, and clearing out some belts I think they had too many belts anyway I think it's a good thing um, I think more belts could go and then maybe you bring one, clear them all out bring one back, you know, European gives you opportunity title. yeah, European title. European title back. you've got more European wrestlers than ever, now is the perfect time to have the European yeah, belt not only that, they've got uh, you know, their, their new product NXT Europe here as is well, apparently so. coming back don't but bother yeah, so... the UK Championship and actually have just have the WWE European Championship as the main belt. Of well, NXT. they're going to be at WrestleMania, aren't they, next year? So is what I heard. So if that's happening, maybe that's what's going on. Who knows? There we go. Uh, there we so, go. Yeah, we'll wait and see. Yeah, I didn't have a problem with it. I actually thought it was quite funny. I thought it was quite flippant. Um, the only thing that got trashed harder than that was Mustafa Ali, who got utterly <laughs> annihilated by Bobby Lashley. I don't know if you saw this at the end of the show. So open challenge, Seth Rollins. Um, this was one hell of an. I'll tell you what. This I almost thought Vince McMahon and Tony Khan had collaborated to book this main event of Raw. So Seth Rollins has an open challenge for the United States Championship. He says, "Who will it be?" On the screen, Mustafa Ali appears, and he says, "I'm going to accept the challenge." He then gets jerked off screen and is replaced by a rather large black man called Bobby Lashley. He then tries to attempt to attack Bobby Lashley again, who yeets him over the fucking lockers into the background, and he's never seen again. Surely, uh, R.I.P. Mustafa Ali at this point. Um, Bobby Lashley then comes down defeats the everlasting shit out of Seth Rollins. Open challenge doesn't begin at all. He then leaves. Then Austin Fury comes down and cashes in his money in the bank briefcase for the United States title. He then proceeds to not be able to beat Seth Rollins. And then when he finally does hit his finisher after Seth Rollins has kicked out of about nine false finishers... Bobby Lashley reappears, drags him out of the ring, beats the everlasting shit out of him. He almost gets counted out. However, luckily for him, once Lashley leaves, he doesn't get counted out. He gets into the ring just before 10 to be curb stomped and lose his opportunity and lose his cash in on the United States title. And Raw ends with Seth Rollins, still your United States champion. Now, we've heard a lot of rumors. 
that they want to elevate the United States title and treat it like a main event title until they can get the belts divided again. Otherwise, they're just going to unify them with Roman and then whoever wins, I assume, will just be the undisputed champion. Um, again, clearing the belts and hopefully... Maybe- is this a direct, direct fucking message to Vince McMahon from Triple H? Yo, fuck you and fuck Austin Ferry. <laughs> Well, I mean, plus side, I guess that makes Austin Fury in the history books because there's what been only half a dozen people who have failed their only cash-in? four, I believe. Four: <laughs> Baron so- Corbin, John Cena, and I believe CM Punk. So, uh, so, um, uh, yeah. So, congratulations, um, <laughs> Austin Fury. You are in the books. You're in the um, clock. Oh. <laughs> well, um, I don't know. I think. I think a lot of people have been wondering because he's Triple H has been quite uh, respectful of Vince McMahon's legacy with everything that he had done. But obviously, everything he had done now theoretically would probably pass now, right? So from here on in, it is all Triple H's stuff. Um, but again, let's be fair: WWE do spend time listening to comments. They do actually watch what people are talking about. They don't necessarily act on it, but they're aware. So yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I think maybe maybe making a bit of a shock and shaking the crowd up is a good thing. Is Austin Fury dead in a war? Uh, I think this is going to absolutely hurt him. Um, it depends on what they do with it. He did um, beat Shelton Benjamin earlier in the night. <laughs> wow, yeah. It hasn't been seen for about a year. <laughs> uh, but, um, I, yeah, it's a shame. I think Austin Fury is really good as well. I, I do like Austin Fury. Um, Has all but, the tools to be a megastar. Yeah, exactly that. Um, and... What what they do with it is, I guess, where the next steps go. So, is if if they just go from this and then don't talk about it and let it lead, then yeah, I think it's going to absolutely all it'll do is just take away from him. Um, if instead something comes out of it, something interesting, they might actually have an opportunity. Fair enough. You seem very upbeat about this. I'm son. very upbeat about everything. You should know that from me now. I am a marvel. Well, you didn't seem that upbeat at the end of the last ACW show. If anything, you seem no, to be raging. I, I could not be more excited to have the one of the greatest wrestlers in the UK uh, going to be our new champion. I mean, I mean, I haven't incredible. been in training for a while, but I appreciate your confidence. <laughs> um, you're always welcome to come wrestle for me, Nick. I just need you to find someone just as good for you with a video camera. Just not being rude, but at this point, I feel like I could absolutely be a bodyguard or a commentator and absolutely smash it. So, <laughs> you know what? I know my fucking worth and I know my ability and I absolutely would love the opportunity to prove it to somebody. Um, Just as I did this weekend, by the way, at Coliseum, which was a wonderful show. I highly recommend people. I did see you looking very dapper. Thank you very much. Not quite looking as good as the video. You, sir. I've ordered a full suit because I want to look proper good. So, and by the way, that will be available before December the 3rd, just saying. Um, if someone should need somebody to hold a microphone <laughs> and do a job properly, and obviously, being that I am a dastardly piece of shit like yourself now, welcome to the club. Um, I feel <laughs> like dastardly. I would be the perfect successor to your role, sir. <laughs> uh, right. So, I found a fantastic little thing here. Um, Vince McMahon was apparently down for a WWE exploding death match. Um, over the years, WWE has had head scratching of options for gimmick matches, but one of the most infamously ridiculous was the Punjabi prison match. The match came to an end once one wrestler escaped the two layers of bamboo surrounding the ring. Not at oh, all I remember that. racially insensitive. Um, by any means. Uh, at the time, someone involved heavily in formulating the idea of the match was MLW founder Court Bauer, who was then working for the WWE as a writer. 
Um, he revealed that he originally came up with a different match for the feud between The Undertaker and Great Carly, which led to, of course, the debut of the Punjabi prison. I'd wanted to do a death match, exploding death match in WWE. They were trying different things at this time. This was a time when they said, let's try to relaunch ECW. Let's try different stuff. I showed Vince an Onita exploding death match from Japan. And he said, yeah, let's do it. From there, they said, get with Kevin Dunn and his team. Let's get to work on it, Bauer said. I wasn't the lead writer. I was just one of the writers in the room. Vince liked an idea, and now it's on someone else's plate. We'll circle back, and that's the lead writer's job to communicate with Kevin Dunn. About 12 to 14 days out, we finally see the first photos of this thing being built, and it's like, oh, that's not an exploding death match. Um, What would have been better? Punjabi prison or Undertaker and Greg Carly inside an exploding death match? Uh, well, I mean, let's be fair. The All the exploding barbed wire death matches we've seen in the last... That's years. another thing. Don't even get me fucking started <laughs> on that bloody god awful thing. I've been shit. <laughs> Defend that. Defend that. Do you remember? Do you know what, right? I remember what I watched it live, okay? And that was a point where I was like, I'm going to try with AEW. Every sort of four or five months, my brain goes, do you know what? I'm a forgiving man. So I'm going to go back and watch AEW. And I watched that pay-per-view and it was long. There was some good stuff. There was some bad stuff. And the main event came and the match was... Frankly, very average, very subpar, not what I'd expect. It's almost like John Moxley was just fulfilling deathmatch fantasies. Kenny Omega looks so out of his depth in a match like that. It didn't suit. And then the end comes, and here comes Eddie Kingston to save his friend John Moxley. We're going to die, and he covers his body. <laughs> and, and for a fleeting moment, I thought, this is actually really beautiful storytelling. Yeah, yeah. The match hasn't been great, but I'm thinking... Yeah. This it's going to be beautiful. Fun. Like, the massive yeah, explosion. Exactly. Look how Ring Mr. President... Ring's going to explode <laughs> in his mode, and, he's, and they're going to be laying there in this rubble of mess, and I'm going to yep. be like, do you know what? Little tear in my eye, Eddie <laughs> Kingston. What a fucking man. And then we get... And a fucking fart and four sparklers. Fuck you, Tony Khan. Um, You're a gimp. If you if you have not read it, uh, I heartily recommend reading Mox's autobiography, and he talks about is it, it and it is fucking hilarious. His uh his conversation about it, which was basically what we were just saying. Like it was gonna be beautiful. Like you know, my mate throwing himself, putting He's his perfect. body on the line. It was gonna be the moment. <laughs> <coughs> and then Goldberg's entrance. Oh. <laughs> So yeah, oh, set fire to his face a few times. Bring him out. Exploding, yeah. exploding death match in WWE, yay or nay? Uh, I, I, I would say nay. Uh, I think as much as I, the racial insensitivity of it, or otherwise, Punjabi prison actually is better because you can't fuck it up as much. Um, I like exploding barbed wire matches aren't really a thing now. We, we like these big, these big networks. Uh, they can't put them on properly anyway because yeah. you can't be safe with them and make them look good. Um, so it's never going to appear on any major TV. It's going to be stuck to indies where indie people put their bodies online the most ridiculous ways. If you can't do one properly, don't fucking do it. Um, like they need to be spectacle. They need to be horrible. You know, go watch Nick Foley do it. But back in the day, that was some proper exploding death That's matches. Some extreme shit. Not, that is. not the shit that we see now. Yeah, uh, meanwhile, breaking bamboo. You can't really mess it up too much. Stick with that. Good name. Um. Personally, they had one opportunity to do it, and they didn't opt for it. They opted for a different gimmick, and it was when they went for the Inferno match with Undertaker and Kane. I think it might have suited there if they isolated it well Although, enough. 
I will say, if they do do a good exploding uh, barbed wire deathmatch, then that will give all the WWE fans uh, versus AEW fans a hell of a lot to, uh, to battle. A lot over. of ammunition, isn't it? That's so a loaded rifle, that and is. And you're right, it is a loaded rifle. So the opportunity for making it a spectacle to prove they can do it better, um, like that might be taken. But I still think they should leave it alone, leave it to the professionals blowing themselves up in Japan. I'd like the Inferno match to come back. I like infer matches. Uh, yeah. I, I think I think gimmick gimmick matches are good fun. Like you know, battlegrounds is always well used to be entertaining, and I'm looking forward to it being brought back to be entertaining. You know, do, do weird gimmicks, do do weird stuff, but make it only happen now and again, so it's still special. So we have a segment on here where we go for a list, and I ask for your ask you for opinions based on the list. We're going to get to that in a moment. Um, before we do. Uh, Bandido has reportedly signed a contract with AEW. Good idea? Um, uh, no, because we've got too many people. Um, Bandido's fucking great. Um, but again, where's he going to do? Who's he going to work with? How do we fit him in? Um, you know, he's a, um, like, he could be brought back. So at the moment, um, Jericho's doing open, uh, challenges to any Ring of Honor champions. Um, Bandido coming back for that as a one-off would be fucking awesome. But... (laughs) Again, we don't need more people in the AEW roster at all, no. especially no. not really good people because there's no room for them. Yeah, especially got no offense to Bandido, incredible athlete, but again, like, what does he bring to the table that Ray Phoenix can't really do? Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, he's a great wrestler, but he's not going to be coming up and doing. He's an incredible high flying luchador, but we yeah. already have two world class ones there. And, and to be fair, Pack Pack can. Luchador as good as anyone else can as well. Yeah, again, it's it's that thing of like, yeah, once that's the other thing that really I struggle with AEW is yeah, it's great to see high ends, high octane athletic wrestling, but not for the whole show. Yeah, yeah, big stuff. I don't need to see four matches where everyone's doing crazy moonsaults and suicide dives and risks injury. I, I just don't need Suicider. it. Suicider <laughs> <laughs> fucking Fuck off, Excalibur. Um, I, I sure wore my Excalibur shirt. I'm wearing my uh, Lady Beard shirt instead. Uh, wrong mm. wrestler to choose. Uh, me and you are better commentators, mate. Just now. <laughs> um, so, Odyssey Jones, who you might recognize as the rather mahusive black guy from NXT, very talented wrestler. Um, he was on an interview recently, and he was asked who he thought could beat Roman Reigns for the title, because obviously Roman Reigns has been champion for over two years now, yeah, has dispatched is. everyone and anyone you could imagine at this point, and his answer was Cody Rhodes was the only person he believed good enough to currently dethrone Roman Reigns. What do you think? I mean, I think like, dear God, the uh, seeing him fight with that torn peck against Seth and uh, got him a lot of credit with the WWE fans. I think uh, I think it's it would have some interesting impact with the whole AEW tie um, and you know the, the bits between them, but I don't know. Uh, I can't see... Sorry, Cody. I can't see Cody uh, being the one... I like to... the fact that he's going to listen to this. That's adorable. <laughs> of course he is, man. He's going to be watching this like, what the hell, man? <laughs> fan of Adam Lee. Not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I, do, I don't think he's the one to defriend the bloodline. Uh, I think... Uh, I mean, I, I think something's got to come apart from them. Like, you know, they, they always tease it. The stuff that, with them going inside. I think Sami Zayn should be the next champion. <laughs> I mean, I love what he's doing, but yeah. No. 
But I mean, um, I'm actually not sure. I think I think the bloodline needs to come apart, um, and I think that's the way it needs to be. Right? They need to be like they need to lose what they've got. Worth too much. Worth too much money right now. But how long do you keep someone the champion if they are worth that much? Until they're until they don't make that much money. <laughs> I'm sorry, so, but hey, so, this is uh, a business, and they're sitting there thinking. 2030 no. is when uh, Reigns is finally dethroned. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> by a by a aging Scott Jones. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you think out of all the ACW roster is best equipped to tackle Roman Reigns in a wrestling match? Oh, I I mean, I'm obviously going to say Rusty Jack because it'll piss you off. <laughs> Just stop doing that because I love Rusty Jack. It's one of my favorites. Like, no, uh, I like. I think he's having the match. I think um, probably Brandon Lee. That's exactly my pick. Like, not just because he's the fittest wrestler in the world, um, but him versus Roman Reigns, unnecessary. Way too much good-looking men can't be handling that. <laughs> there's, there's nothing tricky about that wank whatsoever. But, yeah. Um, yeah, no, Brandon Lee actually looks like he's got the size and the height and the athleticism to combat somebody who is that big and that powerful. Well, Nick, I have to tell you as well that um, as of our next show, um, I think there may be someone else on your radar. Maybe Excellent. two. So, Brandon um, Lee versus Roman Reigns confirmed yep. for ACW. Come on, Brian. 2030, Brandon. That is your championship to win. If, if the bloodline <laughs> comes out, I will drop my £1,500 camera. Um, <laughs> and then faint. Please and don't. Then... If we manage to get the bloodline to come out, please don't the drop bloodline the bloodline come out, the only one I, yeah, I was going to say, you do not need it. You will need a backup camera operator because I'll be ferociously wanking naked. <laughs> That's fine. Just keep it off the lens. That's fine. Just keep just keep the lens off. God, this is so difficult. Um, yeah, good stuff. Yeah, no, I um, no, I'm interested to see uh, who that might be. It's not the blonde guy, is it, by any chance? We have we have a few in the mix. So obviously, uh, I'm still to bring out people who look the part, don't just cosplay as wrestlers. So uh, you'll be seeing them at our next show. So no appearance from the Fresh Arts then. <laughs> oh well, yeah. So, sadly, uh, the Fresh Arts are a, a beast upon themselves who I wish I hadn't signed. But um, we'll just wait for their contract to run out. How very AEW of you. Um, <laughs> all right. Yeah, no, to be honest, at this point, I'm just enjoying Roman Reigns so much. I'm not really interested in who he loses to as much as I'm just interested in enjoying what the bloodline's going to be. I've do. got to be honest, I think, um, considering how slated he was just a handful of years ago, the 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 turnaround that he's done. Uh, also, like, so much better as a heel. Um, but, you know, he's he's gone from being very one-dimensional to tearing out. And falling back on the family stuff is so good. Like, why wouldn't you fall back on the family when you have a family with that much prestige in your company? And Paul Heyman is in overdrive. Oh, uh, man, I, I love Heyman. Uh, he, he is, is the pinnacle of what a great manager and a great talker should be. Yeah, Heyman, Heyman is the uh, is is the level I, 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 wish, I aspire to reach. Um, so one more piece of news that I really would love to talk about because it will be very amusing. Uh, Braun Strowman's tweet this week, which triggered a shit ton of people in the uh, in the aftermath of Crown Jewel, where he beat Omos in what has to be said a pretty half decent match, considering who was involved. I thought it was going to be god awful, and it was actually okay. Um, yeah, Braun Strowman took to Twitter and bragged about his match with Omos at WWE's Crown Jewel event. Holy hell at the giant Omos. Can you believe we got 47 stars and reminded the people that no one cares about all these floppy floppers, giants and monster over flippy flipper bag your groceries at Kroger. Hashtag airport test. Hashtag size is the prize. Hashtag swole is the goal. 
Uh, fellow WWE superstar Mustafa Ali responded on Twitter asking Strowman if he can teach him how to get fired. As previously reported, Strowman was released back in 2021. Uh, Strowman responded to his tweet by asking, don't you work in catering now? Not content to let the giant have the last word, Ali said he was definitely in the kitchen cooking. Whatever that means. Um, elsewhere, NJPW star Will Ospreay questioned why Strowman was so mad. It's still funny that you actually done such a great job, and yet you're mad at other people that do the same job as you. Relax, my guy. Just say you really enjoyed showing super heavyweight wrestling. Um, Chris Jericho also weighed in on the matter when he quote tweeted and said, I used to bag groceries. Uh, you should have <laughs> not been rude, mate, but still a lot better. I than... missed that one. Okay. Yeah, um, so there you go, Chris Jericho obviously <laughs> adding his two sentences. Um, are you offended by Braun Strowman's tweeting? It's a work. No, I'm not offended. Mark. Uh, he did come uh, out afterwards and say he apologised, and of course this led to every fucking sweaty basement dwelling virgin who, uh, especially AEW fans I noticed, who couldn't <laughs> help it. All our, all our wrestlers flip around. Ow. And they're all just replying, saying, oh, oh, you're fucking, yeah, you're just backpedaling because everybody made you look like a twat. Yeah, his bank account must be fucking quivering with fear. Uh, come on, man. It's, 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 all, fucking... it's all the work. At the end of the day, if he's build, if Twitter builds heat, build heat on Twitter. I know? love how this upsets people, right? But MJF calling one of the Coaholic <laughs> guys a pedo, not a problem. Not I mean, a problem at all. To be fair, he did get a bit of heat for calling people devil because that's pissed off a lot of religious people. So you know, Yeah, well, those way. people are fucking stupid and nobody cares about them. Like, um, Oh, no. yeah. No, please tell me more about your arc that somehow survived the world's greatest flood. You fucking mongs. Um, hey, I'm definitely going to hell at this point. Um, you should, <laughs> my sisters are like devout Islamics and they literally tell me every chance they get that I'm going to hell. So yeah, it is what it is. Um, yeah, no, I, I have no problem with it because it's called entertainment. And also, yep. what what would you rather he did? Came out and said, oh, yeah, just so you know, it's all fake. And we just had a really good time together. And I really enjoyed working him. Shut the fuck up. I'm a monster. And I just want to let you know that I appreciate each and every one of you for who yeah. you are. I, and I, I hope that you achieve your goals today. Exactly. It wouldn't really have the same impact, would it? <laughs> no, it would fucking not. Yeah. Now, at the end of the day, man, uh, you know, wrestlers are entertainers. If you are needing to build up heat, you need to build up heat. You know, the, the aim when you do that is you want people to cry. Like, you know, uh, I will never forget uh, telling uh, Daddy Disorder how many people he may cry at a festival once. Because literally we had a collection of children in the front row crying, going, oh, my God, they're beat he's beating up JC Cardi. Is JC Cardi hurt? Did he hurt Cardi? And crying. And, like, could you? Is a heel, what could be a better sign that you have done your job right? So I can't believe that JC Cardi was over enough to be a face. To it be was a new Milton. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. Okay. Well, that, I mean, that's that's the land he, of He's a big Milton native. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, put me out there and we'll see how fucking good you are as a heel, pal. Um, <laughs> so I have a list here of the most questionable Vince McMahon moments of all time. And I want you to tell me whether you think these are highly questionable, as people say, terrible or. Are they actually underrated bangers of decisions? <laughs> so I want your honest opinion on each one of these. Are you ready? Yep. So we start with the infamous interview the day after the Montreal screw job where Vince McMahon uttered those famous words, Brett screwed Brett. Was it questionable or was it good for business? Oh, that was good for business, man. Come on. That was absolutely great. Slagging them off. I mean, like, I appreciate that we found out that, it, like, at the time, we didn't know if it was real or we didn't know if it was fake. And for years after, no one did. Yeah, no, absolutely great. Banger. Uh, yep, yeah, please support it. 
So, after or leading up to WrestleMania 17, Vince McMahon embroiled himself in the narrative arc where he and his wife Linda were splitting up and he began a relationship with Trish Stratus. Oh, no. Oh, no. You're about to ask this. In a, in a bid to humiliate Stratus and prove that he could do anything he wanted, McMahon had Stratus walk around on all fours and bark like a dog in the middle of the ring before demanding that she strip down on live television. It was a humiliating event for Strauss, especially considering how she is widely regarded as one of the best women's wrestlers of all time. Um, she did actually say, however, um, that she actually thought it was amazing. Uh, and Vince pitched the angle to me. So we're going to have this angle where you are barking like a dog and get really humiliated and basically hit rock bottom. And I was like, amazing, Strauss said. So, so, um, so I want to also clarify as well, so I, which is probably not going to come up on this, which is uh, she recently was saying that she uh, she was proud that she didn't do what Sable did and painted her boobs and took her clothes off. But this is possibly worse, right? <laughs> I, I mean, don't like this one. Uh, this this is one of those ones that when you watch back, I'm like, yeah, no, no, this has not aged well. And Trish is fucking badass. Yeah. No, I, she may have I, liked it, but I did not. <laughs> it was, I was like, what? So I was 17, 16, 17 at the time. 16. Um, and so I didn't get it either. Because at that point, I was woefully undersexed and woefully underexperienced, which is thankfully no longer the case, although it certainly feels like it's going backwards. Um, but, you know, but the bottom line is that um, Mia Cortez called me. No, I'm joking. Um, so, you know, bottom line is it, it just didn't sit well with me then because I didn't yeah. get it. And now I just think, oh, God, it's just grotesque and over the top. And that's coming from me. So There is, yeah. there is other better ways to show that you're the one in charge of that relationship than making someone get on all, all fours and bark like a... Put around yeah, a fucking match with a big with jazz or something, have a beaten up or something. Yeah, Don't make yeah, a... Yeah. Yeah. I said, get on your old father, bark <laughs> like a dog. Uh, come on, man. Like, honestly, here I dare. So we move on to one that I will. Uh, I mean, to be honest, if anyone fucking thinks this isn't questionable, there's going to be a problem. When Vince McMahon rather famously used the N word uh, in front of John Cena backstage and Booker T. Yeah, Booker T and um, uh, Frank. Shamel, uh, thank you, was there, right? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, this was questionable. up, my N-word was uttered by... Uh, what makes me laugh is the first bit. So John Cena approaches Vince McMahon, uh, and Vince McMahon goes, Hey, what's up, champ? What's good in the hood? And uh, John Cena says, just keeping it down. And he goes, yeah, keep it up, my N-word. <laughs> and then I, I... walks past Booker T and Charmel, two African-American talents, with a gigantic swagger. It is as hilarious and yet awful as it sounds. Oh. Yeah, no, um, I, I think they were trying to be funny and it was fucking tone deaf and hideous at the time and it has not aged well. Yep, no, no, it's questionable as fuck. So, once CM Punk had left WWE, he rather unfortunately, and apparently Vince McMahon claims that this just happened to be a coincidence and he did apologise for this, um, Punk got his severance papers through FedEx on the day of his wedding to AJ Lee. So the day he got married was the day that he was officially sent his release papers by WWE and Vince McMahon. Questionable? Uh, I mean, it depends on how much of a dick you want to be, right? If you want to make a fucking statement, that's how you make a statement. Is it a dick move? Yes. Did it make yes, a it statement? Is. Fuck yes, it did. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, questionable? Well, yes, but I think probably intentional. 
Yeah, uh, in a sit-down chat with Stone Cold Steve Austin via cage-side seats, Vince McMahon denied this act was done intentionally. Sometimes in a big corporation, the legal people don't necessarily know what talent relations are doing. And conversely, he said, Punk got his severance papers moreover on the day he got married. That was coincidence, so I want to personally apologise for that. Punk rejected this apology on a subsequent edition of Cabana's podcast, noting per the Washington Post that the package was shipped overnight and adding, if the apology was sincere, you wouldn't use it as a publicity stunt yep. on Austin's Com- podcast. Yep, fair Fair challenge. He has every right to be egregiously pissed off about it. Um, Much more so, however, might be uh, Brian Pillman's widow, who was interviewed the day after the wrestler's death by Vince McMahon. Um, At the Bad Blood pay-per-view, Brian Pillman was meant to wrestle Dude Love. However, Pillman sadly passed away in his hotel room before the event from a suspected heart attack. The next night on Raw, the WWE decided to pay tribute to the wrestler. However, there was a segment that raised eyebrows. McMahon decided to interview Pillman's widow. Um, Melanie, live on air, it was clear that the woman was grieving and still in shock about what had happened the day before, being in no state to discuss the incident so soon after her husband's passing. The wrestling world was left disgusted by the WWE and McMahon's actions that night, which were nothing short of callous and cold towards the Pillman family. Um, obviously uh, questionable, right? <laughs> yeah, totally. I mean, to be fair, uh, WWE has, has had the unfortunate uh, actions of having to do a whole bunch of uh, uh, post- death situations and they haven't really handled many of them well Chris Benoit tribute show Chris Benoit tribute show oh my god yeah and yeah this is another example like you know dear god like step away from that stuff man it they're ticking time off to the best of time and not the next day like and uh like poor broken woman man horrible it's a really uncomfortable thing to watch I hope no one has to go through something like that so you'll love this (laughs) this is this is one of my favorites Vince McMahon wanted an incest storyline with his daughter. Um, so, discussing... It's fucking incredible. <laughs> My favourite thing ever. Um, one of the more puzzling and head-scratching suggestions was how he wanted to inject his son Shane into his daughter Stephanie's real-life pregnancy as an angle on television. There were even rumours that McMahon considered himself as a possible candidate to be revealed as the father of her child too. Discussing the incest storyline on the OP Radio podcast, Bruce Pritchard revealed how the concept came about and that he was the one who shut down the idea before it gained any further traction. It was during the time when Stephanie was pregnant and Vince was trying to figure out if he could work that into a storyline. Uh, he said, it was an entire Sunday, an entire day of my life that I will never get back. The fact this conversation was entertained for as long as it was is concerning, to say the least. More importantly, what did Triple H, the real father, think about all of this? Question mark. Um questionable that vince mcmahon wanted to have sex with his daughter in a storyline uh, yes questionable uh so... wait a minute you're from new milton aren't you? i thought you oh, guys whoa, were into whoa, that whoa, sort whoa. of thing I'm, I'm from bournemouth man the home of the most expensive properties in the world i have you know really yeah yeah sandbanks is the most expensive Jesus. Place per square oh, inch yo oi oi sully you must have a lot of money <laughs> why are you complaining about paying me a few extras for youtube man <laughs> But dear God, that is questionable. Oh, like yeah, there are, there are some things that uh, let's just step away from, uh, and that that should definitely be one. Especially while she was pregnant at the time as well. Yeah, it's um, it's. I desperately wanted to see it. I just wanted to see Vince McMahon. That's the scene of my life. <laughs> just incredible. Imagine, the only thing that I would say this would be interesting to watch for is to see what Triple H's face did during each promo segment and uh, if you'd snap and go postal because oh my god i don't want to imagine man if you're into ntr ladies and gentlemen not my thing 
fuck off. <laughs> so my favorite, one of my favorite things of all time, which is kind of like a, a very small byproduct of this, is when um he rather do you remember when he was famously mocking Shawn Michaels' belief in God? Yeah. And yeah. He, so he said it's going to be a tag match at said Bayview. He goes, it's going to be you and God. Versus me, Vince McMahon, and the product of my semen, my son Shane. <laughs> oh, so glad that he's taken over. But you know, much as we slag him off, and much as he's bad fuck crazy, this man turned a tiny little thing into one of the biggest multi conglomerates in the world, right? So, yeah. Ah, this one, I'm not really seeing a problem for it, or certainly young, young Aaron Nix did certainly not have a problem with this. Uh, one of his more controversial moments occurred when he received a, a dance from Stacey Keebler on a 2002 episode of SmackDown, but man sought out a new assistant and Keebler did her best to convince him she'd be the right person for the job through her seductive lap dancing. Many memes have come out of this segment, as you all know, uh, especially in terms of McMahon's facial reaction. <laughs> However, considering the allegations of how certain employees were promoted within the WWE, this segment is not a good look for him in hindsight. So it obviously spawned the infamous meme where he's like, yeah. <laughs> like, um... I mean, let, let's be fair, like the, the, the <clears throat> meme itself alone has probably brought them followers. Um, for a bit of view, great. Well, considering some of the allegations, yeah, not very nice. But at the end of the day, man, uh, like 90% of the attitude here hasn't aged well. But Stacey Keebler, though. Oh, fucking hilarious. Like, damn. Like, yep. that is, there's, there's hot, and then there's hotter than a $2 pistol. <laughs> Stacey Kimber, man. God damn. Um, so, he repackaged NXT while Triple H was out of action. This is basically oh. still an ongoing debate, I suppose. Uh, NXT 2.0 being repackaged, obviously, with all the colors and shit, while Triple H was recovering from a suspected fucking cardiac disease. Uh, so, <clears throat> I think this one's probably a... a... We could probably have an hour-long conversation about this one, but I hate the garish, bright, exploding. I hate taking away everyone's surnames. Um, like I don't, I don't get it. I thought it was, I thought it was shit. Um, uh, I think seeing Bron Breaker, uh, get like a push was great. I think he's an incredible talent. Um, but why can't he be called Stein? <laughs> I think, yeah, like they, he has a legacy. Maybe, maybe they're waiting until he's achieved it. But I think right now, man, he's good enough to go up to the main anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I think I think it was horrible. And you know, I love the black and gold man. It's what brought me back to wrestling. It meant a lot to me. And they're trying to kind of remerge it now, so they're sort of giving people, you know, so and so. They changed the logo, a little less colourful. Um, yeah, it feels like they're trying to kind of slowly blend their way back I mean, a little. It bit. was hor- when when the ring apron is more garish than your wrestlers, uh, you can't tear your eyes away from it. That is the wrong thing to take, and it's so weird as well because generally WWE production is really good. Like regardless of my opinions I've had about some of their stuff they've done over the years, their production has always been fucking top notch, and like it's such a bad thing. It draws your eye away from the things you should be watching at because they've got the horrible bright image up top. Horrible ring aprons, weird splashes of colour all over the place. Yeah, no, wrong thing. Terrible. Burn it down. Give me back my black and gold. Yeah, couldn't agree more. Um, carrying on the show after Owen Hart passed away. Uh, I think that one's complicated. And in the day, like the wrestling comes from. Surprised that isn't the last one, to be honest. <laughs> 
it comes from Cardi Condition, it comes from the show must go on, and you don't generally know what's going on. It's what Owen would have wanted. Right? Yeah, and mm. and I think like like let's be fair, most wrestlers are willing to friggin' kill themselves in the ring at the best of things. It's horrible. Um like dig I remember when I was a kid watching it. Uh like the the, the camera the, the fuck as they turn yeah. the camera around. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like Horrible. still still blew my brain. But at the end of the day, I think you kind of have to. It's not like they knew exactly what happened to him. Um spoken like a man who works in the business, sadly. Yeah. It's uh it's not something that we enjoy, but it is kind it's of that happened. nature. To be honest, as a cameraman and MC a commentator, if anything happened to me at a show, I would wish the show to carry on, I would. Yeah. Mm. And and you know, at the end of the day, when you're when you're out there not saying I'm obviously a big deal, I'm not, but you know, like even someone as great as Owen Hart and his legacy and how incredible he was, like I feel like it's kind of a fitting tribute to him that they did continue. Um, and I think I think it would be worse if they just stopped. They wouldn't have known what happened. And that being said, nothing usurps the opinions of his widow. At the old, at the end of the day, if she's offended by that concert, she has every right to be. So, yep, yep. And she has every right to, you know, behave in a way she does to WWE because he shouldn't have died anyway. That's on yeah, them. Yeah, totally agree with that. Yeah. yeah. And, um, Mate, that's again, that's that for me is arguably the greatest error WWE has ever made in human rights. He was absolute. He was a he was a legend already, and he had so many years ahead of him um he yeah. like he had fucking everything going for him man. and uh yeah uh, absolutely wasted and so legendary much. wrestling commentator jim ross has bell's palsy as most people will probably know in a 2012 segment on raw super show vince McMahon crossed the line as he pulled his face and made light of jr's bell's palsy in an attempt to impersonate the commentator. It was an unnecessary and harrowing moment since there was absolutely no need for McMahon to do it, yet he still chose to. Many figures from the wrestling community weren't impressed with McMahon's sick and cool attempt at a joke and rightfully blasted him on social media. Mocking JR in gimmick for Bell's palsy. Yay or nay? Uh, nay. Uh, I can't remember this one. When was it? Uh, 2012. Yeah, Raw no, Super Show. Yeah. It's when Raw was really fucking awful yeah that's uh that's that's not nice uh you know don't mock freaking disabilities um you know don't you know at the end of the day it's the most fucking grotesque variation of ableism you can do um no i'm against that like you know mock, mock, mock in front like again everyone knows how to how, how to abuse people when you're a wrestler yeah don't slag them down and tell them you're shit you just mock them for everything else about them <laughs> you need to still keep them at the level Yep, you won't get an argument from me, mate. Uh, during the pandemic, the WWE took the unpopular decision to release a plethora of talent, including the likes of Zack Ryder, Carl Anderson, Luke Gallows, and Rusev, to name but a few of many. Um, especially considering they weren't in dire financial straits, that wasn't left. Uh, that left a bad taste in wrestling fans' mouths, as if you know that wasn't worse, uh, bad enough. Uh, during the festive season, they laid off more. It seemed every few months they were laying off more and more yeah, people. Yeah. Uh, and then Vince McMahon, during a segment with the superstar Theory, before he went back to being Austin Theory, because nothing says superstar like Theory, um, on Raw, he gloated about how it warmed him up to fire people over the holiday season. Um, basically using it as an opportunity to basically kind of make it a, a storyline and have fun with it. Uh, I think at that point... It was probably the only thing they could do to actually kind of generate something from it. And Vince McMahon is always happy to take the heat. Um, was it a bit out of touch? Yeah, but like at least they got something out of it. I think it was done intentionally. And if I was an asshole GM, I'd probably consider doing something similar myself. So yeah. 
Yeah, and the final one on this list when he made himself WWF <laughs> champion. <clears throat> I think that sounds like a great idea. <laughs> What's your name, Robbie Nitro? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think um, I think like it's happened, but again, it was. Does it matter? Um, and I don't think if I remember that storyline very well, I don't think it really matters to storyline. But in general, yeah, put take it on. I think uh, Stone Cold versus Vince McMahon, for example, was absolutely incredible. Um, and you know, getting stuff like that where you can build them up, um, and sometimes authority figures, even if they're not wrestlers, can can be just as in, as interesting protagonists as a as a wrestler can be. And sometimes you you just go for the cheap heat. Uh, and putting a title on a non-wrestler is cheap heat. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, as a quick side note, before we uh, go for any other business, uh, the NG- NJPW World Television Title Tournament will culminate at Wrestle Kingdom 17 between Ren Narita and Britain's own Zack Sabre Jr. Good choice. Um, I love Zack Sabre Jr., um, uh, but I think NJPW is the right place for him. Um, so, actually, this conversation I've had a fair amount. I love ridiculously over-the-top um, pretentious technical wrestling. But the public in the UK and Europe does not. Uh, but it, over over in Japan they do. They'll get rounds of applause. Uh, I think I think it'll be great. I will definitely be watching it. Yeah, no question. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm very pleased for him. Uh, I do wish him the best of success. A bit disappointing he hasn't won a major title. Uh, yet in NJPW, but at the end of the day, him being in the final, this is good for business and good for British wrestling. Uh, the other thing as well is he's um they're they're very much over there. You work your way up, right? And him being on this stage is a massive mm. thing. Yeah. yeah, no, I think I think yeah. it's gonna be great. Yeah, um, and he's been a tag team champion in Suzuki Goon as well, and he's obviously associated with Minara Suzuki, which is always going to be a good thing. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, um, yeah, no, he's just doing great things. And uh, by the way, his promos—have you seen any of them? Uh, they're increasingly. Utterly incredible. My favourite one was during the G1 Climax when Boris Johnson was uh, voted into office over here as the Prime Minister. And he goes on this three and a half minute rampage um, about how he hates Boris Johnson, basically, <laughs> instead of talking about his match. It's really funny. I'm I am looking that one up after this, thing. It's, it's incredible. I'll, I'll link it to you afterwards. and I, want do, to, yeah. I might record your reaction to it because it's just fucking <laughs> money. Uh, there's also one where he's chatting shit about Will Ospreay saying he doesn't have the minerals to face him. and all. He, he basically uses it as an opportunity to just be a fucking shoot pillock. It's really funny, and I love it so much. He's genuinely one of the best straight shooters in the business. I love Zach. Great guy. Um, train just up the road from where I live now so yeah no just a really cool person uh, any other business this is your opportunity to speak about whatever you want well ladies and gentlemen if you don't know already uh, I am Adam Wessex the general manager of ACW Pro Wrestling the Never pre- heard of him. eminent uh, independent wrestling in the southwest uh, we've got our next show on Saturday the 3rd of December uh, and that's in Poole uh, check us out on Facebook um, ACW Pro Wrestling Bournemouth or, or just Google ACW Pro Wrestling uh, you can also find us on YouTube uh, same moniker um, and you can also find me on Facebook uh, I'm Adam Wessex so, is that all we've got for any other business normally guys talk about whether they hate Marvel or not or something like that and no, you're I just mean, like, 
Keep I, I like Marvel social media. Uh, I'll uh, see you bitches later. <laughs> I, I prefer Marvel over DC. I appreciate that. I can get some people quite angry. Yeah, because uh, I prefer DC because Marvel is for virgins. <laughs> <laughs> Again, like, what a surprise. It's really funny, isn't it? Because I pre much prefer WWE to AEW. And some might argue that AEW is very much DC and WWE is Marvel. So... <laughs> You know. I think I think uh, DC has some of the very best characters, but I think generally I have to have good villains. And uh, I, don't yeah, like so I think Marvel I think villains. DC has great yeah, like the villains in Marvel, other than maybe Thanos, are so interchangeable and boring um, for me. I just don't they don't hit well with me. I don't find them very scary. I like Doctor Doom from the Fantastic Four. He's really yeah, good. Doctor Doom's great. Um, but other than that, like you know, whereas. Batman alone has like four or five world-class well, villains. I will say, so um, uh, more, uh, Fresh KD is a massive comic book fan and he regularly tells me that I'm wrong. Uh, you, you two will definitely get along if you have that conversation. So obviously, Thanos, Red Skull, Doctor Doom are the, the main ones that everyone knows. I think uh, it's because I... people see it as the representation of movies now and obviously Marvel by de facto is better than DC in movies because it just has more. Like Because there's like DC's got a lot of catching up to do, but... Like in terms of comic books, I find it really difficult to enjoy Marvel nearly as much. That being said, I love the X Men. The X Men is incredible. Yeah, I love X. Well, my my favorites are um, I love Venom. Uh, I love Sabretooth. I love Agent Venom. Um, Sabretooth is probably one of my favorites. When they uh, Omega Red uh, until they fuckers killed him off. Um, absolutely love. They were some of my favorite villains. Uh, I never really liked Mephisto. Um, Blackheart was good. Um, for DC, I think Batman basically carries DC upon his shoulders. It does, yeah. No, I have, they, I have a Court of Owls mask. Um, so <laughs> I really like the Green Lantern, actually. Like it's, um, you've <laughs> got to find the proper good source material, though. Like yeah. the films are bloody awful. Oh, um, I love Red Lanterns, man. I thought it was really interesting with the whole uh, fear and willpower and how. Uh, like the best green lanterns are probably the best yellow lanterns as well because yes. about overcoming it and it's when you get those depths of stories that's interesting but um, Batman uh, Batman Metal I fucking love um, art style was amazing um, uh, Batman Who Laughs probably uh, in my top five villains um, I hope they've used it more I don't I don't read a lot of comics nowadays, so I, I am well. No, I don't, to be honest. I've always actually been more of a fan of just the. I like the animated series, and obviously DC's got the fucking got the market cornered on that pretty well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, even the um the more comedic uh, one with Harley Quinn was really funny. I've been um, told it's hilarious. So I haven't. Yeah, Pipe face, mate. It's just fucking money. Like, it's just I'm pretty. very mature. Um, have you seen Peacemaker? No, I have not. No, I haven't actually seen the reboot of Suicide Squad either. Okay, so I enjoyed the original with Will Smith. I thought it was excellent. The Peacemaker show is possibly the best DC show they have ever done. It That's has awesome. a fucking banging soundtrack. I pissed myself laughing. Is it one of those um, ones I've got to download? Or? Uh, um, it's on something. What's it on? HBO Max? Something like that. I don't think I have it available. If I can download it, I'll probably watch it that way. Um, um, the Absolutely. Not that I, of course, would ever pirate. No, we have a pirate, but um, yeah, so, um, if you did, it is worth it. Uh, <coughs> it oh, it's definitely someone I want to watch. Like I, I saw snippets of John Cena as Peacemaker in the film, and he looked hilarious. And the film itself looks really good, so I need to. Watch. I, I can't believe that John Cena has this incredible amazingly funny personality that he is just hidden from us. So yeah, I know, right? <laughs> boring, dull as dishwater shit face for like 16 years and now he's like one of the best actors going. And he's I, I mean, uh, absolutely hilarious, man. Yeah. Um, like, uh, even if it's worth watching Suicide Squad so you get it because it is a, a follow-on, but 
uh, if you want to skip it and just watch the show, it does do a recap, and it is incredible. And Eagerly is possibly the greatest DC hero of all time, uh, which yeah. we will only understand when you've seen it. Also, we have these. We have established on this podcast many a time that I am obsessed and sexually appetized by deranged women. Apparently, uh, uh, um, so and obviously Poison Ivy and Harley Quinn and women of this nature. I'm like, oh, so that is like <laughs> my wheelhouse. Like you know, the more crazy, the better. Uh, well, if, if it's got a red a flag, then I'm all up to... inside it. <laughs> if it helps, my uh, uh, the the one of the recent jokes has been going around from my wife is that my uh, preference for women is busty with mental issues. So, uh, so it sounds Hook like a man up. Hook a man up. Come on, rare <laughs> um, successful. What do you want? Like, hey, you date me, you end up being with like one of the more successful commentators in the game at the moment. So, you know. But you also have to deal with the fact I'm also a complete fucking arsehole. So there's that too, you know. I mean, to be fair, maybe maybe we'll see if we can uh, set you up with some of them. I heard there is an after party at the next show. You never know. Do you know what? I don't have to rush away, so maybe I'll just get the train and crash at somebody's fucking... Told you before, Um, man, uh, as long as my my eldest isn't here, I have a spare bedroom. Marvellous. Oh, you're a fucking scholar amongst men, you are. Um, yeah, I highly recommend people check out ACW. It's based in Poole. Uh, most of the shows, if not all the shows now, are at Parkstone Trades and um, Labour Club, Labor which is uh, based here, just out. Well, it's in Poole, isn't it? It's like a district yes, yes. of Poole, uh, near Bournemouth as well. Um, and if you're struggling to get to it, go to the Poole train station, and you can actually get a bus that drops you pretty much outside and it's only about a five or ten minute ride um so if anyone's thinking oh i could make it but i need to get a train contact acw contact us we'll make sure that we work out but it's also really affordable it's like seven pound fifty a ticket for a night of professional wrestling you get to see some amazing talents and you also get to see robbie nitro so you know it's, it's you know if you haven't had your swings roundabouts in it swings roundabouts i promise you that we have one of the some of the sexiest wrestlers in the south coast yeah brandon lee mate enough said <laughs> hey, just, brandon lee is like fucking like it's, it's no happy birthday brandon lee by the way i believe it's his birthday oh, yeah. yep happy birthday um, from the other day. Yeah. when we're recording this a couple of days late for him but yeah happy day uh happy birthday also happy birthday to the hammerlock original adam mansfield uh muscles mansfield who will also be on the podcast for an interview this weekend should be happy uh, birthday, dude. Fun. and we also have the incredible main event event is roger sears he'll be dropping his interview very soon the on the rest history of the maker well. and the, the history main event maker. yeah yeah absolutely yeah i expect him to be pushed to the fucking moon now um uh, i don't know if you saw savage uh just released their first uh show uh, did they can, yep uh just come out and uh, excellent excellent i need someone to watch while i'm having a shit so i'll check that out <laughs> it's half an hour so you should be good <laughs> that's well yeah that's about yeah no, it probably takes me about that long to squeeze one out these days being old um so yeah, another another talking point as to why you probably shouldn't date me ladies and gentlemen but uh be yeah no protein if you do ladies fiber fiber is what i meant to say not protein yeah, i'm sure he'll be getting he'll be giving you enough protein <laughs> oh yeah um we like you on this podcast you have to come on more regularly definitely oh <laughs> uh, yeah um for anyone who is listening to this if you want to have your opinions heard or anything like that it's at wrestleplug across all social media channels and it's wrestleplug at gmail.com if you prefer an email so let us know what you think and obviously uh let us know how great adam lee is because uh, we'd love to have him back more regularly um and obviously check out adam on social media as he's mentioned we'll, we'll surprise you with the uh, links to that in the description of the podcast whether you're listening to it uh just as a quick side note as well we've had a little change over we've moved the podcast from Podbean to anchor simply because anchor is actually free um so there might be some technical difficulties we hope not if there are please contact 
contact us and let us know so we can get working on them because as you know i'm very technically minded um but if you're thinking oh i can't get to the back catalog of episodes maybe over because i think anchor will only hold a hundred of the past episodes um but we will archive the rest on podbean so they are available basically like a museum of the old wrestle podcast and all 600 plus are available on that link it's uh podbean.wrestleblog.com so we'll make sure that that's still available uh for anyone who does want to listen so don't panic if you're thinking shit i can't listen to episode 500 and whatever um there will be plenty of time to do so and because we're barreling towards december as well we will very soon be uh releasing our polls for our end of year awards uh which adam lee is more than welcome to join us on mr westings that'll be a good good time I'm as well for anything uh, it's always fun to talk yeah. to you Nick, and uh the rest uh, of your uh illustrious uh rogues gallery rogues gallery is uh yeah that's putting it mildly <laughs> cunt is what he means and um, so yeah um, but no. these are out of this <laughs> Adam Wessex, thank you very much for making your debut on the podcast. Hopefully we'll get an interview out of you soon as well. Maybe alongside the magical Ollie Blake. Because you know what? Business and money and proper wrestlers is more important than you cosplay gimps. So yes, I absolutely side with Adam Wessex. And he's much more superior intellect. Suck my balls, ACW. <laughs> Looking you, Nicks, you are definitely good for business. Yes, I am. Yes, I am, ladies and gentlemen. So don't forget, check out ACW. Thank you very much to Adam Wessex for joining us on the State of Wrestling Address. I've been Aaron Nix, and we'll catch you very soon for more content from the Wrestle Plug. <laughs>